0: Jennifer Horn is funny, smart, and beautiful. And then there's Brian, who's
1: Brian, you are one handsome
2: damn man. If you could say that on radio. And I was waiting for the conversation to turn to this. Tell me
3: more. Look, you got nice stuff too.
0: Um, well anyway, this is the morning answer.
3: See, they're nice to you here. Oh, <laughs> Good Wednesday morning to you. Oh, Happy shit. Veterans Day from all of us at AM eight seventy AM five ninety. The answer you have found. The morning answer with that handsome man Brian Whitman and me Jennifer oh, stop. Horn.
2: You people. Hey, and, he and, said and,
3: it. I you know uh, I'm just he did re- say it, repeating. And
2: you repeated it. and Our morning answer listening family has been nicer to me. Uh, than, than I could ever say thank you for, really and truly. I mean that. I know I'm the liberal guy, and I bring sometimes the bad news, but as I once said in an interview, when someone said, why do conservatives like to listen to me? I said, well, there's a couple of ways I can give you bad news. I can do it with a smile <laughs> and a joke, or I can make it blistering, and I choose not to make it blistering.
3: Yeah, we like the smile and the joke, actually.
2: I know you do. That's
3: how we like to roll around here. Yeah. Mike Pompeo is uh, the Secretary of State, and yes. he held a press conference yesterday, and Of course, that was an opportunity for the media to ask some tough questions about a Trump uh, transition or a transition to a a president-elect Biden, if that indeed becomes the case.
2: And he's a perfect person to answer. Secretary of State is arguably the most powerful cabinet position.
3: Right. And uh, so Mike Pompeo raised a few eyebrows. Now, he was a little tongue-in-cheek with this answer. If you watch the video, you can see him kind of do a little. (laughs) President Trump said this is why he was number one in his class at West Point because of the answer that he gave. But take a listen. (laughs) here, this is some of the Q&A from uh, the press conference with Secretary of State Mike Pompeo.
0: Is the State Department currently preparing to engage with the Biden transition team? And if not, at what point does a delay hamper a smooth transition or pose a risk to national security?
1: There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration. All right, we're we're ready. The the world is watching what's taking place here. We're going to count all the votes. When the process is complete, there'll be electors selected. There's a process. The Constitution lays it out pretty clearly. He's the world should have every confidence that the transition necessary to make sure that the State Department is functional today, successful today, and successful with the president who's in office on January 20th, a minute afternoon, will also be successful. I went through a transition on the front, and I've, I've been on the other side of this. I'm very confident that we will uh, do all the things that are necessary to make sure that the, the government, the United States government, will continue to perform its national security function as we go forward.
2: He, at a few moments, in that very important answer regarding the ultimately stability of the federal government during a transition period, William Barr, our attorney general, who is appointed by President Trump. So you expect he'll give an answer that, that defends a person who appointed him. I, I, I would do it if I were he. Is that how you say that? Call your mom. She's sure, We'll the get church. her on the okay. All right. Thanks. Uh, but um, he laughed a few times.
3: As it will, because at first, if you listen to this, I, I, so, listen to where if he folks laughs. didn't
2: catch it. Listen,
0: is the State Department currently preparing to engage with the Biden transition team? And if not, at what point does a delay hamper a smooth transition or pose a risk to national security?
1: There will be a smooth transition to a second Trump administration.
3: And that was, his, that was his laugh, and if you watched it, but then he kind of got serious, and he said, look, there's a lot of work to do, and that everything needs to be counted, and this is the thing that we have to remember. We talked a lot about timelines yesterday and about people's confidence on both sides of the aisle and what's good for our democracy, and the truth is Mike Pompeo's absolutely right. His, his answer is perfect, and that is that on December 14th, the electors that are voted in to each state will cast the state's vote, will, will go with the desire of the voters within that state, and that's when we will have a true president-elect. In the meantime, we give this some space. We let the the challenges come out because there have been significant challenges launched every single day from the Trump campaign. There were another like 200 affidavits filed yesterday that will make its way through the legal system. Pennsylvania and Nevada have, have come up with commissions that are investigating voter fraud. So there's a lot that needs to be done. And I would say for those people who maybe don't like the process or are feeling offended by President Trump, think about this long term because that's really what I'm doing and that is what is the best for this country and the fact that we kind of laugh off and go go oh, well voter fraud just happens well it shouldn't because the more it happens and the more this builds up your vote counts less my vote counts less and it becomes a political chess match about how we can how we can kind of work the system and that's not where we want to be that's where we kind of are in in California right now and it doesn't feel great and it's not just because Republicans and- don't benefit from it in California. This can happen in any state, and I would stand by it whether Democrats are benefiting or Republicans are benefiting.
2: Well, it's just – it's just um,
3: – I'm going
2: to share with you on social media. and I, I, my, my faith in you as my best friend tells me you'll retweet it even if you find it horrific.
3: Are you putting the pressure on me?
2: (laughs) I love that, yeah. Like sometimes when you ask me questions, you say, I'm sure you'll agree with me on this one, Brian, tainting the jury pool with a smile. Well, but you give
3: me the, well. Yeah, (laughs) Jennifer Horn, the
2: smiling assassin, a phrase that is often used. I like
3: that, actually. That's pretty good. Yes, yes. I'll put that on my resume.
2: Yes. So uh, the thing is that uh, I'm going to put up there a beautiful, beautiful video to take you back to 1980. Eighty-one or, or, or late nineteen eighty. Okay. When an outgoing American, uh, excuse me, outgoing American President Jimmy James Earl Carter, I'll never lie to you, mm-hmm. and Rosalind, the greatest decision he ever achievement in his life, marrying Rosalind, I beautiful. I know that, that was he sweet. That.
3: He's a nice
2: man. They were. Thank you. Uh, well, yes, off, stop ni- there. Stop there. He's stop a nice there. Stop there. Stop there. The next Terrible one is over. Nice there, man. There. And he is uh, welcoming uh, the president-elect Ronald Reagan, the late. President Reagan and and, and the late uh, uh, future First Lady at that time, uh, Nancy Reagan, you see this just collegial, you see you see communication, you see the ladies talking to each other about what life will be like in the White House and hosting state dinners and things like that. And uh, that's the way it should be. That's the way, as uh, Rush used to say, it ought
3: to be my friends, and it ought to be that way. It ought to be that way, but it is not that way. Why? And why? Because
2: one, there is one person who who I do believe is um, the person who would be most to... Uh, Look to to improve. Them.
3: Yeah, it started. I'll tell you what. The uh, and here's where your smiling assassin's gonna start smiling. Yeah. And if you my, say Donna my, Brazil I'm, get, I'm my out the No, look, I'm, President Trump was never afforded for one day was he afforded a peaceful transition. Obama was spying on his campaign, set up all sorts of traps, four years of investigations, four years of lies, four years of fake evidence, and the guy never got a minute's PC. It was still the best president in my lifetime. And yes, that includes Ronald Reagan, and I love him so much. So this this look in the mirror, and I don't mean you, but your party should be looking in the mirror if they're worried about transition. Pardon Republicans if we don't trust what the media has told us, if we don't trust with some of these leftist attorney generals. Pardon us for asking the questions that need to be answered because for four years we were told a whole bunch of lies and the media was complicit in it. So the media doesn't get to call elections. States do. There'll be a peaceful transition of power once the results are confirmed. And we have to me- talk about Midas Gold, but yes, go
2: ahead. Okay, we'll talk about Midas Gold. Okay, you will, and I'll listen. Just, do they take dental gold, like if I have old fillings? Do you think Midas Gold, they will I might do crack that. a few out of you. You Okay, to- fine. <laughs> uh, question is, is, is just this. I was going to say that uh, – uh, you know, the uh, the fact is that uh, the the Biden-Harris team is saying we're not getting all the access we ought to get.
3: And they'll get it as soon as they are declared <laughs> president and vice president-elect. Now, I know you've been hearing a lot about Midas School Group here on AM870 for a while now. They're right here in Thousand Oaks, which I love, because you can either call them if that's your thing, or you can go and see them, look at them face-to-face. If that's your thing, that's my thing. I've done it, and I'm so happy to recommend their great services. Midas Gold Group is the number one veteran-owned gold and precious metal dealer in the country. So that means if you're buying or selling gold, silver, or precious metals, go meet these guys. Do it in person for fast, reliable, and professional service. Midas Gold, they are People. Midas Gold is the best place to buy and sell your precious metals. And did you know that they also offer gold IRA service? Now, with the recent volatility in the stock market, many investors are using this little-known structure I've been telling you about that allows you to use your existing IRA or old 401k to own physical gold and do it tax-free. It's really cool. Call or go see my friends at Midas Gold Group. Ask for a free copy of their IRA guide. Call 805-601-6000 or go to MidasGoldGroup.com, 805-601-6000. Tell them I sent you, Jennifer Horn 805 601 6,000. As we continue, a big win for California Republicans as your Wednesday Morning Answer continues.
0: Every morning, breaking news and talk you can trust. This is The Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horne.
3: Thanks for joining us on your veterans, uh, veterans Day. Thank you to all of you who have served. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, welcoming you in to The Morning Answer. And uh, that song dedicated to President Trump. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I, that, the, uh, Bad boys um, for life, yo. <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm glad you said that. I think uh, it, that's kind of what I was feeling as I was hearing that tune. And he, we here on The Morning Answer, uh, since the very beginning, since day one, we've always tried uh, with a wonderful team. And the wonderful team has tried uh, and has succeeded in picking sometimes that music that fits the story that we're talking about or maybe fits the mindset of one of the main players in a a national drama as we're seeing.
3: Now, I want to ask for some uh, honesty here from all of you hearing us right now. I'd love it if you'd call in to 855-785-8255 because there was a story that piqued my interest and – think it's actually perfect for a conversation today, Brian, okay. of all days. And I don't know if you've been following it, but did you hear about the Katy Perry tweet that happened over the weekend?
2: Did not. I now, have to say I did not.
3: We don't follow pop culture much on this program, but for those of you who may not know, Katy Perry is a pop singer.
2: Yeah, she's had many hits like Waking Up in Vegas
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and the other one called
3: – I Kissed a Girl and I Liked It. And, that and, was- <laughs> and,
2: and by the way, she began her career singing gospel in the
3: church. That's why I bring this up. So her family's very conservative. She was raised very conservative. She comes from a religious family. Her first really big hit was about kissing the girl, and uh, yeah. that was and then- really flying in the face of her family. And she was very public about these disagreements that she had with that, that her family had with that song. And there was she
2: turned out to be the title of one of her other hits, a real firework.
3: Yeah, that's right. And so that was kind of the beginning of Katy Perry's career is that she was very public and candid about this ongoing uh, disagreement with her family and that she kind of went on a different path than they would have probably chosen for her.
2: And found great fame and fortune down that path.
3: Now, the reason I bring that up is because she was a very loud supporter of uh, Vice President Joe Biden in this Mm -hmm. election. Mm -hmm. And on Sunday, she sent out a tweet and it said – The first thing I did when the presidency was called is text and call my family members who do not agree and tell them I love them and I'm here for them. Hashtag family first. Call your family today. Happy Sunday.
2: I think that's a beautiful tweet.
3: She got murdered on social media for that tweet. And uh, it's been such a time. I mean, people on the left have been going after her, saying that they shouldn't, that there shouldn't be any reaching across the aisle. And why would you talk to those people? They're racist. Blah, blah, you know, all of this that we, as Trump supporters, me, I'm talking about here, have heard for four years. And uh, so, just this is from Fox News: the online onslaught Katy Perry received for showing empathy to President Trump voters after her 2020, after the 2020 election, shows why many were silent about. Their support. This is according to uh, country music star John Rich who has a show on Fox Nation. He appears quite often on Fox and Friends. He said quote, I have to thank her. That's such an empathetic thing to say. Very kind hearted of her to make a statement like that. And she's got one of the biggest Twitter platforms out there and she put that out. But it validates to me something that a lot of my liberal friends have told me in the past two or three months. He went on to say that his friends with a lot of, you know, he's friends with a lot of actors, comedians, people on the left who supported left-leaning policies and and uh, then may have changed their mind. He said, they've all come to me one by one and said, hey, don't tell anybody, but I'm going to be voting for Trump this time. Why don't you? And he'd ask, why don't you tell people that you're doing that? And they said, are you kidding me? Do you know what would happen to me if I said something like that? End quote. And so John Rich says here, and I think it's worth the conversation, that this sort of This sort of response, onslaught, as they call it, to uh, Katy Perry trying to reach across the aisle, maybe uh, some of those secret Trump voters. This is why there are secret Trump voters, because they feel like if they even give an inch saying uh, preaching empathy or trying to talk about reaching across the aisle, that people cancel them on the left and i was curious what any of you think if in your life you have a family member maybe i mean it's very common my family doesn't all agree on politics my mother who i love voted for joe biden and is ecstatic today because she thinks he will go on to become the president but how do you handle this do you not speak do you uh, do you feel like you're being bullied on one side of the aisle or the other or do you talk about this openly and said hey my guy didn't win this time but maybe it'll be next time 855-785-8255 is a number to call 855-785-8255.
2: I can tell you as I hear this, uh, you know, some a, a description, a, a way to describe the reaction Katy Perry got when she called her family and, and she's a Joe Biden supporter and said to her family and they are not that, uh, you know, express very, uh, you know, very familiar, familial very loving sentiments to family members uh, about their political divide the day after or two days after an election to the U.S. presidency. Uh, As I said in the moment, it's a beautiful thing to do. I was unaware of the story. The reaction is hostile. That's where the reaction is a hostile reaction against her. Look, if you're going to call yourself a liberal and I call myself a liberal, sometimes as recently as yesterday, uh, Jennifer pointed out, and Jennifer's right, that I happen to be a member of the Democratic Party. I have been since 18 years old. I have no intention of changing my party affiliation at this right. time. It doesn't mean it could never happen. But I really think of myself as a liberal in that classic sense, not classic that I'm some sort of that I'm a you know Rolls Royce, just that cl- what it was classically read the readings of John Locke. And I and you won't hear much about canceling people that disagree with you. So that's that's why I use that word. That's my point. Um, You got to check a box. If you want to call yourself a liberal or dare I say, if these progressive, well, you know, forget it. They should get different paperwork because they're different. They're different animals. We're all the same. They're different political animals. You got to check the box that you support free expression of ideas. Uh, that's the one big thing, and you and you support, and you would fight to the death for the right of someone that you vehemently disagree with, as, as unsavory as their words may be, to speak them and to express them without fear of retribution. For that is America. In other nations of the world, if you speak out against the government, you get thrown off a rooftop. Yeah. So, so if we in this country, especially. Those who call themselves liberals, if you have people in your life who come to you, or for example, I had it last week after the presidential debate, Jennifer, on social media, where I put up very plainly, uh, I I actually, because I have a brain that's weird with remembering things, I wrote, my opinion is my own, Mm -hmm. period. In my opinion, President Trump, and I even, I'm like Rain Man, I said, my opinion is that President Trump, parenthesis, with 13 minutes left, has won – appears to have won the debate against Joe Biden. Right. And I got more than a handful of – how can you believe – you don't believe – and then you know what happened? What's up? I got a text message from a friend. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? What? what? Yes. I got a text message from a friend. Uh, what's up? Is everything okay? And I was so, – I love my friend. You know this person. And – um I, I And I can tell him. I won't say his name on the radio, but I'll tell him if he hears this and calls me. It did upset me. Uh, and uh, and I was uh, uh, I was offended by that. And it was just like, well, Brian, you can't think that.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not even
2: one time. And I wanted to write back. I didn't write back to any of them because we have a radio show. So I'm doing it now, I guess. One time? What if I did it two or three times? I tell you the truth. As I see it.
3: Yeah, it's it's really it's unfortunate where we are. And, you know, this is I had a person I worked with years ago who follows me on Twitter. We never really interact anymore. And she sent me a tweet and she said, isn't it just time for you to give up the fight? Isn't it just time for us to heal the country? And isn't it just time for us to unify? Here's the thing. If you wanted to unify or heal, you could have reached out to me three years ago. the The point is, is that healing and unifying does not mean homogenized thought. It means supporting people for having different ideas and not canceling them for speaking outside of what you think is appropriate. Now, we have the Donald Daily Download coming up, but we have some yep. really good calls standing by and I think yep. because this is related to President Trump, I think we can extend it into the Donald Daily Download 855-785-8255. What how have you have handled have how have you handled in your life this idea of maybe being canceled or maybe not talking about your true political feelings? The Donald Daily Download is next as your Wednesday Morning Answer continues.
0: Waging the battle against fake news every morning. This is the Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horne.
3: Thanks for joining us on your Wednesday morning answer every day for the foreseeable future. We do at 736 the Donald Daily Download. Yep.
0: This is the answer with Brian and Jen. Where there
2: is no law, there is no opportunity. Where there is no justice, there is no liberty. Where there is no safety, There is no
0: future. The Donald Daily Download.
3: Thank you, Mr. President. And by the way, the President and the First Lady, he's been a little quiet the last few days. He is going to be celebrating Veterans Day. I think he's going to be addressing veterans about 8 o'clock our time, 11 o'clock on the East Coast time. And by the way, this falls very well into...
2: <laughs> into the Donald Daily Download. For, it is a long day, and it's just begun. By the way, uh, yeah. November 11 today is is a Veterans Day, and I, I take this moment to on the Donald Daily Download for Junior Morning Answer listeners who might be listening with mom and dad. We get so much of that on the telephones. Young, I mean. Thirteen-year-olds who call Jen and I dumb when it comes to selfies and stuff—they they try uh, actually, to teach us
3: about our aesthetic on Instagram, and we're like, "It's wow.
2: fantastic." Yeah. So for the young folks who listen, you know, sometimes certain holidays—they're like the—they you know they they just give them a Monday. They get a certain Monday. Here's what you need to remember: eleven, eleven, November eleven. Mm-hmm. No matter if that Saturday, Sunday, Monday was whatever day of the week it is, that will always for the rest of your life, barring any. Cuckoo Act by Congress, that'll be Veterans Day. Veterans Day celebrates all of those who have worn a uniform and served uh, in the U.S. armed forces. Memorial Day, which comes in May, is for those who have lost their lives yeah. and offered, uh, not only offered, but but, but gave Made the, ultimate the ultimate sacrifice.
3: sacrifice. Today's an important
2: day. If anyone you love has served or is serving in the military, you say thank you today, as I always did every year to my dad. And I guess I'll say it to him now. Thanks, Dad.
3: Absolutely. And our gratitude, feel it from all of us here, because we appreciate you and your service. A quick update here. Matt Schlapp is one of those people working for the Trump campaign in Nevada, and he spoke yesterday on on Fox News about some of the evidence that has been uncovered
0: there's a mantra going on for many in the media that there's no evidence there's no proof when I went out to Nevada I thought I'd see a little bit of fraud there a little bit of problems there that's what you normally find on the ground I've never been to a place where we really were able to demonstrate almost immediately thousands and thousands of improper ballots How-
3: and uh, now whether or not those uh, thousands and thousands of ballots are going to make a difference in the state of Nevada, certainly there's a commission that has been launched to make sure that every legal vote has been counted.
2: And it's important to point out that what Matt Schlapp, who I like a lot, you know that. I, mm-hmm. I, I, he runs CPAC.
3: Her. If you hear about the conservative PAC, uh, that's the, what he does every year. Is He's a frequent guest, a friend
2: right? of, of this broadcast. He's a nice guy. I, uh, something should be said. Matt said, "Quote: I found, uh, I believe, you know, thousands of, uh, you know, right. Some. Uh, well, I forget the word to use, but the ballots that were no good or should, uh, illegitimate. It is not for Matt Schlapp to determine if a ballot is illegitimate and therefore not." To be counted as a vote, but I think it, he can
3: he can comment and on comment on it, especially should, if it's a dead person that's voting, right? That well, no, he, he,
2: he certainly can comment on on it. But, but, but I guess what I'm saying in terms of full information for folks, uh, the ultimate word on whether or not a ballot is counted is going to come from a judge, yeah, from an elec- uh, you know, in an elections court. That's why not, we
3: have investigations because it's not up for matchlap or for anybody really to say. The news media in Nevada, it's up for the courts and the investigators to decide if there is significant amounts of voter fraud going on in that state and the counts and the investigations continue in the meantime we talked about the um, the controversy that went on katie perry a big pop star said on sunday that she reached out to her trump supporting family and said i love you let's move past this i offer you uh, support and you know people take elections very personally she got really a lot of Rage sent her way on social media. And this led to country singer John Rich saying, this is why people don't want to tell you they're voting for Trump. They want to just keep it quiet. He said he has a lot of friends in Hollywood who are actors and singers who just don't tell people who they're voting for because they don't want the backlash. So how do you deal with this in your life, in your professional life, in your personal life? Do you feel that? Are you outwardly talking about your perspectives and respecting others, or is it a contentious time right now? Sam is in Los Angeles. Hi, Sam. You're on The Morning Answer with Brian and Jen.
0: Hey, everybody. I just wanted to convey
2: something. In the professional world, there is uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of people who remain silent and for multiple reasons, including but not limited to fear of basically uh, being picked on. Um, you could also lose your job. In addition
0: to that, it doesn't have to be overt. It can be covert ways of basically giving you a harder time based on your political beliefs. I, I understand. Very dangerous to, sorry.
2: Go ahead, Sam. Go ahead, Sam.
0: I think it's very dangerous, and it basically
2: creates an atmosphere where people are afraid. Yes, make, I, think, and I, I think that's I think true. you're right about that. The... the, the uh, that we're, we're, Sam, there seems to be a low phone line. Yeah, but thank hearing. you for the
3: phone call. I think you thank make a you. great point.
2: He does make a great point. I'm going to make a counterpoint. There was a time in America, in our culture, I think of my grandparents, Nana and Pop Pop, who said, Nana said, hey, Brian, sure, while she was smoking her <laughs> Hey, sure, Virginia Slims. <laughs> Let me tell you something, dear. If you're out there in California doing your broadcasting or whatever, keep your religion your politics to yourself in polite company it used to be in my grandparents nation. too they would you, never talk about it you didn't talk that. you didn't talk you didn't ask anyone for whom they no. voted. this is this is a different time and i understand that but in the work in the office in the actual office in a professional in in the the in what is the zenith of your professional life in the office at work i think most people are well advised no matter what they think to just on politics less religion unless of course you happen to be one of those uh very suspect religions <laughs> i
3: think uh, you know i think it a little I would, differently I, I think social media has actually made everybody a critic everybody a spokesperson i think social media has emboldened people to tell everyone what they think and and kind of scream it out a little bit
2: yeah but i would i think you're right jen but i would say so, so then do it on social media uh don't don't do it in the at break the coffee pot yeah i agree with you linda I think that's true.
3: in granada hills we have about yeah. 30 seconds linda hi you're on the morning answer hi linda
0: yes hi um i live in california and i am a republican but i have so many i I, excuse me i
2: totally agree with you jennifer i cannot talk to any of
0: my democrat friends because of fear that i will lose their friendship
3: Ooh, see, you and won't agree with me, Linda, on this one because I tell all my friends. Because here's the thing, and this is what well, I Well, they heard... know anyway
2: because they hear you on the yeah, radio. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's not like I can
3: go undercover. But, Linda, this is where I think we can do something here as conservatives because you mm-hmm. sound lovely. And, uh, you know, there, you. there are people – will not listen to a lot of what, what you have to say if they think they've already made their mind up about something. But the way that I think we can change people's minds, slowly but surely, is by calmly and rationally talking to our friends. They trust us. They love us. And we don't have to shout them down like the left likes to do to the right and just kind of creep in there sort of like a fungus. Do you understand uh, what, I
2: mean? what Yes. And if it persists <laughs> yeah, for two
3: – You know what I'd like to do? You know what I understand? I understand
0: that completely. The reason is that I think that their mindset is
3: so far left that
2: they're Attitude.
3: They don't want to hear it, Well, if you don't believe me and you don't think that I'm right, then maybe you're not good enough for me. Uh, Uh, Oh, Linda, that's so sad. You sound great. I'll be your friend.
2: I will offer my personal cell phone, telephone number before the end of this broadcast for conservatives or Trump supporters who are having a tough time talking to people who happen to be Democrats about this election result because, as Linda's friends say, they won't even talk. I'll give you my my personal number.
3: Yeah, because I think that we can't be canceling each other just because— uh there is some differences in politics as we continue the la county board of supervisors well they could be getting to me ma- getting ready to make a big firing mm-hmm. someone big getting ready to step down as your wednesday morning answer continues
0: every morning breaking news and talk you can trust this is the answer with brian whitman and jennifer Horrin.
3: Thanks for joining us. It is the Morning Answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn. Happy Veterans Day to all of you that have served doing the most important job for our country. We so appreciate your protection. And uh, we're here to thank you all day long on AM 870, AM 590, The Answer. And a little bit of news that has been breaking over the last half hour or so, and that is that the uh, Secretary of State in Georgia just announced that they're going to conduct a hand recount of the presidential race in that state for a couple of reasons. One, automatically a recount was going to be triggered because of the close margin of this vote. The Trump campaign had been asking for it to be a hand recount because there have been some issues with some of the vote counting machines, especially those made by a company called Dominion that have been troublesome in Michigan, in Georgia, in Nevada. And so the Trump campaign asking for this to be a hand count. And by the way, the Secretary of State agreeing to those terms.
2: uh, Agreeing to those terms. It's not unusual for... a hand recount to to be asked for and to be granted, and it doesn't always have to do with with the story that Jennifer's been following and telling us about the 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 doubts about this particular these particular voting machines, the apparatus used uh, in the state of Georgia for in Florida when George W. Bush, then the governor, he became our president, and then Vice President Al Gore had a dispute over the Florida popular vote and those electoral votes, which ultimately made George W. Bush our uh, 43rd American president, there were hand recounts then. And then, Jennifer, in 2000, I know you think I'm Thirty-five because I'm so buff and I look have all yeah. my hair and Real I stud. dress so great. Yeah, right. But I'm a little bit older than that. And we were on the radio saying, "Not we." You
3: shuffle like a thirty-nine-year-old, though.
2: I do. I have the speed of a gazelle.
3: I don't know why I like to say that you shuffle. Now it just makes me laugh. You really don't. It just makes me laugh.
2: I thought of it yesterday walking home from work because you know what I do. <laughs> the I, I kind, shuffle on the way home. Yeah, my mother used to say, or Nana said, "You're like a boy in a china shop," and uh, like your dad, I kind of move. Yeah. I I, I hunker down. You I,
3: do. I, you hunker down head forward and you just go
2: I go fast it's
3: like you're aerodynamic when you put your head and I down. notice
2: people look at me too I people think especially in this COVID oh, era sure. like I'm coming fast through and they're like I gotta get away but I don't care I gotta get home because I gotta get away from that point is this that uh hand recounts they do happen and uh, we thought 20 years ago there'd be some federal uniformity I mean I remember screaming into a microphone somewhere does the federal government get involved now and like maybe issue some standards for the way the states should not totally invade states' rights on the issue of voting and conducting right. their own elections? But set some parameters, give some guidelines, some uniformity, anyone? Be at the, aware, at the
3: risk of sounding like a liberal, which I never want to do.
2: Well, but it's OK. It feels good sometimes.
3: I, After watching what has happened in California for the last several election cycles, you, after you watching want- what is happening in the country right now,
2: She's about to break out and sing Imagine by John Lennon. It's coming.
3: Kumbaya,
2: my Oh, Lord. see, well, thats I'll take that. I'll take
3: can that. you see my Kamala Harris t-shirt? <laughs> no. <laughs> that will never happen, I can I'll tell play. you right now. Hey. But I do think we need to get serious about figuring out some standards because the fact that states can go and argue to change election law in the weeks before the election, the fact that we have expanded election day to like six weeks now instead of a day. The fact that universal mail-in is actually rolling out across the country and it's not going to go back just because COVID goes away. Right. So I think we need to get serious about how we are going to maintain the integrity of our election because, God forbid, we California the rest of the nation. I mean, we have got to do better than this. We have to have secretaries of state who are serious about cleaning up voter rolls. Maybe – and here's where I might sound like a lib – I never liked the the day off for election day. I think that's ridiculous. You should oh, take responsibility I was and go Because
2: I've embraced this. But maybe. No. Well, let me help you. You need help?
3: I don't know. Maybe if we like actually agreed to some like uniformity uh, here and not having like a six-month election, maybe.
2: Uh, 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 oh. Here's what she wants to say. Maybe. But she's afraid to, she afraid to say it. i afraid she to, want to say it. I said Jennifer maybe. Jennifer does not want to sound like a liberal. What she really wants to say is what I believe. And most of you, I would hope by now, would as well. Election day in America should be a national holiday. And it should Maybe. be on it it should stay on Tuesday.
3: With some concessions.
2: It should be a national holiday, and people should be paid as we are fortunate to be paid, and so many are fortunate to be paid when there's a national holiday that your company gives you, so that you can for a day in this in this in these very busy lives and this unprecedented time, and I know going forward it won't be as unprecedented, it'll get more precedented. Isn't that how you use that word? Sure. (laughs) Right. People will be able to, for for the day, think about just going and casting their vote. They won't have to think about, you know, the kids will be home. They won't have to take them to daycare. they They won't have to go to work themselves. Come on. Let's just do that. Let's just do that in America.
3: If it meant not expanding the election for two months I could be maybe persuaded to go in that direction. But I don't love it. I think that we should have one election day. I think that's what's in the Constitution. And by the
2: way – Let's make that a federal holiday.
3: Can we get Garrett Faye or one of our election lawyers and maybe, you know, as you like to say, deputize the audience a bit because isn't it possible – and I don't know. Maybe I'm talking out of turn here and I might – I'm not a lawyer. But if the Constitution actually calls for the first Tuesday Tuesday after after the the first first Monday – to be election day isn't it possible that the trump campaign could go to all of the like go to the supreme court and say any ballot that was cast before or after election day should be tossed now monday state law has been changed but right. if you challenged the constitutionality of that state law would you win that's my question
2: uh it's a, it's a fair question i'm not an attorney i i, I don't know i, I where's want...
3: judge janine
2: I won't – she's apparently still working at Fox despite our yes. false hey. report and retraction hey, yesterday. Hey, I quickly
3: retracted. I know you did.
2: You're the you know, best. Come on. Yeah, look, I said Sandra Day O'Connor was deceased on the air.
3: <laughs> she's not.
2: She's alive. We, sad enough, we lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I went a step further and I said, on the air, hmm, I wonder why Sandra Day O'Connor didn't get to land state. <laughs> She'd be deserving of that. And then I went farther – further excuse me i never make that error i went further and said mm, probably a family decision. <laughs> and then i went on for about seven or eight more seconds and then this one here jen popped up and said oh and sandra day o'connor's alive which is probably the <laughs> which big is reason probably why she hasn't- i said oh well let's just hit <laughs> the retraction we hit the breaking news i issued the retraction we went on with the show and on with the day yeah mm-hmm. and it was important correct I forgot what I was talking about before that, but uh, it was about elections in this great nation of ours.
3: In any case, so we now have a winner in the North Carolina Senate race. Tom Tillis oh. has uh, declared oh. his victory over yep. Cal Cunningham, who conceded yesterday in California. We did also he... have some decisions. Michelle Steele has uh, declared victory over Harley Rauta, who has uh, offered to concede. He did that yesterday.
2: OK, that's a big one. That's that is a, a big one for us. That flipped uh, to the uh, to the uh, to the Democrats. And, and it was part of the na- the national, believe it or not national narrative about our very own Orange County that these traditionally reliably conservative Republican uh, bastions where, where a lot of votes come in for those types of candidates have now flipped to the Democratic side. Well, that one just flipped right back to the Republican side.
3: Mm-hmm, that's right. Daryl Issa winning his race as well. He was filling it. Uh, he was getting into that seat that Duncan Hunter held uh, and Duncan Hunter facing a whole lot of legal issues. So uh, that's Where's just vacated. Where's Duncan? Where's Hunter? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you're so
3: funny. I you're funny. You're well, if you where's, tell me where, where if you tell me where Duncan is, <laughs> uh, San Diego me. County. I don't you know exactly me where, where, Dun- where. I don't know where he is right now. He might still be sleeping. I guess no,
2: but isn't he? Wasn't he in? I don't
3: think he's in the. I don't think he's the
2: slammer. No. no, he's not in jail. I don't think so. All right, because I'll tell you where Hunter is if you tell me where Duncan is. Dun- Where Hunter-, is-
3: Hunter should be in this lineup.
2: Hunter is at the Genius Bar at the Apple Store. Trying now, to he was sentenced. I don't day.
3: know if he's actually. He was sentenced to 11 months in jail, but I don't mm-hmm. know if he's actually okay. there or not yet. We'll H- have have to check Duncan in. Hunt.
2: How about Duncan? Has, a, has Hunter's last name. Is fr-
3: That's why I said, where's Hunter? <laughs> Oh, yeah, you just I just
2: it got up. it. <laughs> now, by the way, we talked about Georgia a moment ago with, uh, involving the presidential election. We have for you all of these certification dates where these states that are in question have to certify their election by. For Georgia, it's coming up. It's November 20th. November 20th is the date for certification of votes and, and, and the canvassing date in the state of Georgia, where they also have two very close U.S. Senate races.
3: So they better get to counting. All right, is the L.A. County Board of Supervisors ready to say? You're fired. We'll let you know as your Wednesday Morning Answer continues.